Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. You're listening to the Room 104 Podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Long. FM 104. It's Room 104. Cormac and Saoirse here. And tonight, we're talking about whether or not Oh, I didn't I didn't want to say magic pills. Whether or not certain pills are able to change your religious beliefs or they can change your political uh, affiliations. Because, um, I don't know, you, you never really hear of somebody going from a staunch atheist to maybe starting to believe in God or kind of vice versa. No, you definitely don't. And I don't know if this is a scary thought that that could possibly be the case with this one magic pill. But I don't think that if I was, which I am an atheist... Would I like to be um, suddenly tomorrow waking up, going to Mass 24-7? Well, listen, you might be about to find God, Saoirse. And if you're listening as well, and you know, maybe, maybe you do or you don't believe in it, but certain drugs are being used now in a clinical setting to, one, help with trauma and past you know, life issues. And now they're having an interesting side effect, so to speak, in which they're impacting your religious belief, your, your political perspectives as well. To talk a little bit more about that, we've gotten... Um, a psychedelic ethics researcher and student who is uh, doing a bit of work on psychedelic sciences, drug policy, neuroethics, and a hell of a lot more. And he joins us on the line now. Uh, Eddie Jacobs, sir, how are you? Really good. Good to be here. Okay. So we have talked about this on the show a little bit before with regards to psychedelics moving into the kind of clinical space. But could you maybe just give a quick overview, if you can, of um, psilocybin and um, how it's how and why it's currently being used in like therapy and, and psychotherapy? Yeah, so psilocybin is the main active compound in magic mushrooms. And as you say, it's a psychedelic sort of like LSD. And I know there's like a long history of social taboo and uh, caution and concern about these drugs. Uh, but in the last 15 years or so, there's been some really phenomenal uh, research to find that it helps in treating a whole range of mental health conditions, things like depression, anxiety, addiction, OCD, the list is very long. Now, obviously, speaking of magic mushrooms, you know, we would have heard about this drug going around years ago and people had these side effects where they thought they were superheroes jumping out windows and doing various terrifying things. So how could it be used as medicine? Uh, So I think the best way to understand why this is so successful as a medicine uh, is by leaning on this idea of bad trips that is fairly well known in the public consciousness. So if you think about why people take drugs, cannabis, cocaine, alcohol, heroin, uh, it's either because you want to feel good or because you just want to stop feeling so bad. And you know what, actually, when it comes to wanting to stop feeling bad, drugs can be very effective 
like for numbing the pain when there's stuff in your life that you're not happy with. Uh, but this is a huge mistake with psychedelics. So the word psychedelic itself actually means mind manifesting. So if there's something going on under the surface that's causing you pain, psychedelics are going to bring it out and it and very often they will hit you like a freight train. And uh, so you can get these bad trips because that's not necessarily something you want to face if you're at a stranger's house for some house party, uh, if you're a teenager being peer pressured uh, into doing, doing these things against your will. But if you consider what's going on in psychedelic therapy, well, the same thing's happening. All that challenging stuff is coming out. But this time you're in a safe healing space. Uh, you're with two therapists that you've already met, come to trust. And what they'll say is effectively, this might be really scary. This might be really painful, but you're safe and everything's going to be okay. Like, why don't you go towards the dark stuff uh, and you can see what you can find out? So while, the, while this trip is going on, it takes about eight hours Typically, what will happen with patients is that they'll have some eye shades on and they'll be listening to a specially curated playlist of music, uh, which is designed to elicit all sorts of emotions. And psychedelics can enhance the emotional response to this music. And so what you'll find is that by really exploring uh, the past trauma, exploring the problematic feelings, uh, people can come to have new realizations, new perspectives about these things. And yeah, as I say, it's extraordinarily effective, it looks like. Eddie, you're really going to um, change the perception of psychotherapy and mental health, I think, in a good way, because good way, so many people will be listening to that going, that sounds nearly like a spa treatment, you know, nice music on, you're in a dimly lit place, and, you know, you're mm. going to be tripping out and in, in the comfort and in the safe hands of a, of a couple of people. I can imagine if this became mainstream, maybe more and more people might be interested in, in, in trialing it, but I know it's probably years away from just booking a psilocybin psychotherapy you know, a, a few years, yeah. I think I think you're right in that. Really, this represents a complete sea change in how we think about mental health, how we treat mental health. So, I don't mean to knock antidepressants at all, but they do a lot of good things uh, yeah. for a lot of people. But for, but for so many people, if they do work, they seem to work only by making your symptoms just tolerable enough to get out of bed go to work and grind along with your life. Like very few people get better from trauma, from depression by taking a pill. Like you get better by talking these things through, uh, by feeling them out and coming to understand them. And I think psychedelic therapy is great for that. And can this therapy work for everything other than mental health reasons? Like could it help with cancers and that kind of a thing? It's interesting. So at the moment there's, well, Big Pharma has got the first whiff of, whiff of this in their noses and they are exploring all sorts of different conditions. Uh, surprisingly, it seems to be effective as an anti-inflammatory drug uh, at doses so small you don't even need this therapy. Cancer, I'm not aware of any research on that. Um, but so one thing that might surprise you is chronic pain. So psychedelics seem to help perhaps with chronic pain, not so much because it's stopping the pain dead like um, an opioid painkiller, yeah. but more in that it's making people relate to their pain differently. So like it becomes easy, easier to tolerate and like people have become more accepting of it and can get on with their lives rather than feeling not just the debilitating physical pain, but all sorts of extra psychological stuff that comes with living day to day pain. Mm. Yeah, that is weird. It's, right. it's, it's, it's a strange, um, strange and I think exciting area. But one of the knock on effects that you were writing about recently was this um, impact that 
psychedelics like psilocybin that's in magic mushrooms has mm. and can have on people's political and religious perspectives. Can you talk us through a little bit about what's happening with that? Yeah, yeah. So let me put that in context with this uh, really interesting paper from Johns Hopkins University released a, uh, a few years ago. And for this study, they were treating people with tobacco addiction. Like These are people who uh, were smoking 20 a day for an average of 19 years and really wanted to quit. And you'll find these patients saying things like, yeah, it cured me of my addiction. I'm really grateful for that. But actually, that's the least important change for me. So people report having enhanced appreciation for art, especially for natural beauty, uh, feeling more connected to nature, like more well-being and life satisfaction. They find themselves imaginative, curious, open-minded. But also they so they feel more pro-social, they feel more connected and connected to and interested in other people. And then um, across other studies, there are some of, as you mentioned, these really challenging findings, is that uh, it does seem to change political values. And um, so psychedelics, like one of the things that very often happens is what's called a mystical experience. Like the sort of thing you'd expect to get from an extended period of fasting or prayer or meditation. And some of these people that get these mystical experiences have what they call a God encounter experience. Like they are quite convinced that they have some sense of communion, either with God or with ultimate reality or a messenger from God. And so um, I think it's about two thirds of people who had this experience who describe themselves as atheists beforehand reject that label afterwards. Have you found any kind of negative side effects like shifts in personality or? Mm, uh, so uh, the best thing, well, the m- most solid finding in shifts of personality is that people tend to become more open to experience. So one very successful model of personality basically splits into five factors, one of which is openness. So how open-minded and tolerant they are to other ways of seeing the world, um, how curious they are to try new things, that sort of thing. Uh, and I know you mentioned that that's a precursor for maybe more liberal values and may- maybe more left-leaning values when we're talking about the political spectrum. So the question now becomes, are conspiracy theorists going to take this up the completely wrong way and say <laughs> that liberals are going to be poisoning the water supply with uh, magic mushrooms to make them change their mind? Oh, Cormac, you cannot believe how upset I was with the response to this article that I wrote. Because, <laughs> um, yeah, a lot of people seem to take it in exactly the way I was saying, let's be careful, otherwise these are the stories that are going to get out. So, so yeah, exasperating that people have missed the point. Largely, I think that might be um, people with axes to grind yeah. and say, saying things like uh, republicanism is the disease and psilocybin is the cure. Uh, but, but really, uh, the article is about what narratives, what frameworks we have for talking about psychedelic medicine is going to influence how the wider public think about this stuff. So really, if people are saying, like, if this is what people are honing in on, uh, regardless of how strong that finding is, and the the political thing, I think, is hugely complicated or need a lot more work on it, then, I mean, you know what people are like. Like, they will politicise anything, and they'll sure as hell try to politicise this if they think it will help their team. I mean, one thing you could do is, one, uh, delete Twitter, and uh, maybe that might help the world. Uh, and then the second thing is, people will start saying that, you, you know, we need a psychedelic drug now that works in the opposite direction, that will make you more conservative and maybe make you more Republican from another yeah. way. Yeah, but, but so I, I think really this just feeds into how toxic and unhelpful a lot of political discourse has come. 
So say the people like the liberal people cheerfully saying like, oh, republicanism, conservatism is a, is a disease and this is the cure. Like it, it's really quite depressing. Like when you think about how political discourse worldwide has gone yeah. over the last five years. So I think especially of like Brexit and Trump, like liberals don't seem to have learned that wagging their fingers at the other side and telling them they're bad <laughs> uh, is the right way to go about it. And now all of a sudden talking about uh, conservatism as a disease like Im- yeah, imagine that's... if anyone said that to you, like the way you think, uh, the way all your experiences yeah. have led you to see the world. It's not just mistaken. It's not even bad. Like it's a disease. But if you take this drug, you'll see the world the right way, which happens to be yeah. the way that we see it. Like that's madness. It's funny because uh, you could, could you argue a little bit as well that if you're willing to go and try an experimental drug to treat your mental health issues, that you're probably already slightly liberal or open-minded anyway? Mm. Yeah, no, I mean, I think that's fair. And there, there are sketches of evidence that suggest that maybe what's going on um, with these shifts in values, it's not so much that everyone's being pushed left. It's that most people find that whatever they believe before, they're believing more strongly now. So so one thing that's very interesting about psychedelics is uh, the effects they have, both um, acutely when you're experiencing the drug and uh, in the months and years afterwards, is it's really driven by what we call the set and setting, which is broadly the context that you find yourself in when you're doing them. Um, And so if it, like, maybe the therapists are unwittingly bringing people around to a liberal view of the world. Uh, who knows? More research needed. That's my Definitely. conclusion. It's always a scientist's conclusion. Absolutely. But when can we see psychedelic drugs as an option for us? Mm. So sooner than you think, actually. Uh, so over in the US, the FDA, the Food and Drug Administration, has twice given psilocybin what they call breakthrough therapy status. Uh, and so they will only give this status to drugs in development when they appear to treat a condition where we're not very happy with the treatment options available uh, and can do so more effectively and more safely. And so what this means is the, the FDA, who approve and license drugs, uh, who are usually don't go out of their way to help drug developers um, produce the drugs. With these break with these breakthrough therapy trials, mm. they're actually devoting a bit more resources to make sure everything goes as smoothly as possible. Like not cooking the books yeah. or anything like that, but just making sure they're not impeded in any way. And so it might be 2022, it might be 2023. Um, how long that will take to percolate down to other areas of the world? Hard to say. It might be five years, might be ten. Well, it, it's, a, it's a fascinating area of uh, research. And as well, like it might make you more uh, liberal and open-minded, but it'll make you believe in God and a religion, which is more of a conservative, right-leaning kind of approach as well. So maybe it's leaving you smack bang in the middle. But <laughs> um, Eddie, we appreciate you giving up your time here this evening. If anyone is is either one interested or maybe nervous or a bit confused about you know, again, the idea of psychedelics and therapy is still foreign to a lot of people. Where would you recommend? Is it your website the best place to go or, or anything? Um, or, or where else would you suggest someone for a bit of a follow-on reading? Sure. Well, thank you very much for the opportunity to plug my own Twitter. You can do that on ed, at Eddie Talks Drugs. But I am a small fish in a very big pond. I think the best people to be following are a charity called MAPS, 
who are based over in the US and they're doing some really fantastic stuff with MGMA for PTSD. Huge amounts of resources and information on their website. And here in the UK, we have the Beckley Foundation, uh, which does similar work with psilocybin. And again, you can find all sorts of information on their website. Brilliant. Brilliant. Eddie Jacobs, thanks a million for popping on F104 this evening. No worries. See you soon. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.